Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Hi-dee-ho! It's episode 11 of Watching Horror. I'm Jared, and across the table from me is my wife, Christina. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Doing all right. How are you? I'm tired. You're tired, yeah. I got my first round of my cootie shot. <laughs> circle, circle, dot, dot. Yeah, I got circle, circle, <laughs> dotted, dotted earlier today, so I'm, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. But. It takes a toll on you. Yeah. I had my first day and my second. The first, I think the first one was worse for me than the second. Oh, really? I think, so, think so. Looking back. I think you're right. Looking back, I feel like I was a little more messed up on the first one, but my arm hurt like a bitch. Yeah. For the second one, all the way up to my clavicle. Wow. Oh, yeah. I remember from that. My, yeah. From my bicep to my clavicle, if I moved my arm. Yeah. Dear Lord. I, yeah, so, I remember that. So um, that's something to look forward to tomorrow. Yeah, no, that was the second shot. The first shot didn't do that. Oh, but I got a couple of weeks to look forward to that. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three right. weeks or so. But you're feeling okay? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. We'll find out. You did the smart thing. If you're getting your COVID shot anytime in the near future, do yourself a favor and take some Advil, Aleve, Tylenol, whatever your... A prophylactic. Whatever, a prophylactic pain reliever. Yeah. Um, just to thwart any headaches and... Muscle aches, your arm's mm. gonna hurt. Vaccine ne'er dwells. Yeah, this one's yeah. a rough one. It's not like the flu shot where you just get a sore arm yeah. and maybe a stuffy nose for a day or two. I'm this a, one's a tough one. I'm, a, I'm prepared. Good for you. I'm prepared. Good for you. So, with that, <laughs> I wanna start the show off with a question mm. What's something that is invisible that you wish you could see? Everything on the electromagnetic spectrum. Hmm. Nerd answer. <laughs> all right. It would be amazing to see all wavelengths. Okay. I think. We, the visible light spectrum, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just uh, Google the electromagnetic spectrum. In that graph, you'll see the visible light portion, which is a sliver of a long set of waves. And uh, that's just what we can see. But there are waves certainly way below frequency and way above frequency that we just can't see and uh, are all around us all the time. I think I'd like to be able to see wavelengths and radiation. More colors? More co I mean, in a way, yeah, that's mm. more colors. Definitely, yeah. Different. I don't even know what, like, the far, far gamma, like, past, you know what I mean? Well, like I guess how do you know what you is. don't see, right? Exactly. It's like okay. thinking of a new color. You can't. Yeah. Right? But I think that would be amazing. And and also, like, being able to see, like, radiation waves and gravity, sound waves. Well, you can see representations of sound waves. Of you course know. you can. Yeah, you can put, uh, you can put some water on a drum. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at bar graphs and all kinds <laughs> of things right now. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm certainly not taking anything away from, from that. I'm mm. talking about as they're coming out of your mouth. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Seeing the wave. That's you a cool I mean? one. I'd like to be able to see all the 
all the things you can't see. Okay. Although I think that would be a lot to process, seeing all the waves that are outside of the visible light spectrum as well as within the visible light spectrum, sound waves, radiation. How about you? Mine's not going to sound nearly as smart as yours. Oh, mine's not (laughs) smart. Just Hey, look, just because I'm talking about like waves and (laughs) just because the words are like, that doesn't make it smart. It just, it's, I study science. That's my, that's just. All right. That's my, that's just my thing. That doesn't make it any better, worse. I'm not an elitist. I'm just interested in science. That's all. But I'm interested in what you have to say. Farts. Farts. You wish you could see them? Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) That is such a, that's like such a better answer than my answer. I'd rather see farts. (laughs) See, now I feel like a dick. (laughs) I'm like, I want to see all these waves and really cool shit. And you're like, I want to see farts. That's fantastic. I would so love to see a fart. Everybody look like they have a tail. What what would it look like? What would a fart look like? Would it be a round mist? Does that have to be brown? Could it be green or blue? I guess I don't so. know. If you could, see, I don't know. Well, at least you know what you're walking into, <laughs> right? You ever walk into a fart and you don't know? It's fucking the worst. You man. know that that actually happened to me today. Oh no! You know, so my grandmother was here yeah. uh, today, and so she and I were shredding old paper, like old bills and stuff like that that Jared and I are getting rid of. <laughs> my son and I were emptying one of the like the shredder into you know a bag to be disposed of and she farted but like it was silent Uh and he was like it smells over here and i was like yes it's all right though yeah (laughs) just just you tried to say if anything if it but my face was right in Oh, no. Because it was right next to her. Like, the bin was just as tall as her waist, like, on the chair. Mm-hmm. So, I'm so bending you were down. down. I was down right there. Oh, man. You were in the red zone. Oh, it was rough. Man. But, like, you know, you can't, you know, she's, you know, what she's you 83. Do? What, what am I going to, you know? So, you got hit with an old lady part. I, oh, boy, oh, boy. Man, that sucks. She eats nothing but vegetables and bread. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking coffee. <laughs> Drinks coffee. Smokes Oy. cigarettes. And well, curses like a sailor. Well. <laughs> so farts. Yeah, I that's like to excellent. See farts. If you could if you could make the fart color, any mm. color, what color would you make it? Neon green. Yeah. That's I a wanna good be able to see col- it. Yeah. That's a good fart color. Yeah. Like a comic book fart. Yeah. Yeah, like a comic book fart. Yeah. This way you could like walk around it. Yeah. You know. Where you can avoid it. And you couldn't really get away with like trying to sneak one by. Yeah. Did you ever see, um, there was a video, uh, I don't know if it went viral or what, but, or even where, I don't even remember where I saw it, probably on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> a, a Tesla cam caught a girl because they got the cameras on the side of the car too. Yeah. So this girl was getting in her boyfriend's car. Or maybe she was getting into her car. I don't know. But like she farted and like started like waving her hand behind her butt. Like she was like, oh. like, like she's like standing there and all of a sudden <laughs> her hands like waving behind her butt a bunch of times and then she gets in the car. Oh no. And like the side camera caught it. Caught it. <laughs> and it went up Can't on the get internet. Away with nothing. They must have broken up oh. because why else would that, why else would you upload that to the internet? You gotta have a real good sense of humor. Yeah. To be able to like, all right, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, 
girl like that didn't seem i don't know you know what i should not judge i should not judge i am not going to judge she you can might judge have here. a fantastic sense of humor maybe and be a wonderful person nothing um, to do with one another some people just don't want you know their fart clearing methods out for the world to see yeah yeah but you don't see her face so at least there's everyone that. knows it's her though she knows it's her people that's people who know her or yeah. the guy know it's her yeah you know what i mean yeah um hey mindy we saw you're trying to clear a fart in front of <laughs> yeah. billy's fucking tesla <laughs> fucking gross i think it's more like blake's tesla blake <laughs> God. although i am uh pretty pro tesla i pretty much had it with tesla but they're just like big chubby cars you they're know what i mean chubby cars. i think they're like chubby kind of cars <laughs> they look a little chubby but they're cute that's fine. I like the big iPad inside. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think the idea behind it is very cool. I like the I like the technology behind it. I don't love the way they look. Really? Yeah. I'm not in love with the way they look. I'm not in love with the 3 and the S, but I love the X. Mm. And um, I can't tell them apart. Well, the X is pretty obvious. It's big. It's a it's an SUV. It's a tall oh, okay. SUV. Mm. And the doors go up like a like a Lamborghini. Oh, I've seen that. I saw that the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But huh. I think the sedan's just like the door just opens. Someone like our, normal. Someone on our block has our neighbor has a Tesla now. Down the block, he's got a dark blue one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That fucking stands out like a sore thumb in his neighborhood. I I I'm mean, gonna get that shit stolen quick around here. <laughs> You can't see. That's the thing, though. You you can't really steal a Tesla because it's got a camera everywhere. You can. You Everyone's can wearing see, a mask now. But you could. No, it doesn't matter. You can. You can stop your car with your phone and all that shit. Like, mm. there's so many things that you can do with your Tesla. I don't you know. know. I still don't think it's a good idea it. here. I I really think that if you have a Tesla, you're pretty set. Unless you live in like some like redneck town that hates Teslas. There, like, there are these towns that. Like purposefully park in front of the Tesla um, recharging stations, stations, yeah. Just out of protest to like, God forbid, we drive. Like people can choose to drive a car that doesn't require expensive gasoline. Not for nothing though, but you do pay. You pay in time. It's not like it takes. Wait, you don't pay for electricity? No, you do. Yeah. But what you really pay for is time. It takes time to charge up your car. Yeah. You're there for a good 45 minutes. That sucks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you pump gas. You're there for what? 10 minutes tops? Yeah. If you had to go in the store or whatever. Yeah. But when you charge up, like you're there for a while. Huh. You know, unless you're just charging up to get to the next place. That's like, annoying though. Ugh. You know what I mean? It, you do pay for it still, you know, with time. Time and money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but the electricity is so much cheaper. You know what I mean? And unless, honestly, I don't even know if you do pay for it. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't, I don't own know. a Tesla and I have never really looked up enough about the charging stations, unfortunately, outside of what I've seen on the news, which of course are biased articles about people blocking the uh, <laughs> charging stations. So I'm just now realizing what I've been fed. So no. I'm, having, I'm having a moment You're of realization up. right now. As to uh, <laughs> what might actually be going on, <laughs> I'm very pro Tesla. My my interest and in fanaticism has gone down quite a bit lately, so we'll just leave it at that. So all that talk of Teslas and farts and electromagnetic spectrum colors and all those things—all that's to say has nothing to do with our movie this week, which is Child's Play, the mm-hmm. 1988 slasher classic with a doll. Correct. 
First off, is this movie scary? It definitely has scary parts. Yeah. I think there are parts of the movie that are ridiculous, so they're not scary. But there are parts of the movie that are fucking scary. So if I had to pick yes or no, uh, I'd definitely say yes. Yeah, you'd say this is a scary movie? Mm-hmm. It's, so this doesn't qualify under the comfort movies no. like you uh, like last week, like Poltergeist no. for you? No, Exorcist no. was a is a comfort movie. Poltergeist mm. is a comfort movie. Rosemary's Baby is a comfort movie. Now, Rosemary's Baby is fucking slow as shit. That's what I'm saying. So, But this is not a comfort movie. <laughs> I would when not did you put see this, this on to go to first? bed. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. I was probably about 13, maybe 14. I, I was a little young. older. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I wasn't young. Okay. Um, yeah, I was probably 13 or 14 at a friend's house. Okay. And uh, I'm pretty sure by then a whole bunch of them had been out. Um, was it 13, 14? I'm going through the math. So that would be, you saw that around 95. Mm-hmm. Sounds about so, right. So, yeah, there, there was a few by then for sure. Mm-hmm. I certainly remember seeing Bride of Chucky. That I remember mm. seeing distinctly. Okay. Yeah, I saw this when I was nine. <laughs> so I, we're just gonna. I just wanna. Um, <laughs> I just wanna pull the pull the curtain back again. Jared uh, grew up in an unusual set of circumstances, where <laughs> sure fuck did. <laughs> where, uh, he he got to watch a lot of really scary bad horror movies at a very young age. So yeah, most of the time when you hear like this movie or that movie, it's like yeah, I watched that when I was like eight, I was like seven. Yeah, you told me you watched uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night at uh, where were you eight? Yeah, at seven or eight. That's a fucked up movie to see at the age of eight. Yeah, tell me about it. You know, we have a child that's you know around that age, uh, a little older, but around that age and. The idea of him seeing Silent Night, Deadly Night? No, he couldn't handle it. <laughs> no. I have a... That's... Yeah, no. That's something an eight-year-old should not see. Yeah, but at nine, when I saw this movie, I developed quite a couple inches of scar tissue already. <laughs> so I'm... Uh, well, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine. I'm... Uh, this wasn't too bad. The the circumstances which I've seen this movie, though, it, we, we, it was a blockbuster rental. Mm-hmm. And I saw it at a friend's house. I was sleeping over. And uh, it was a, it was, it was a drug dealer household. Oh, yeah. So it was a, uh, it was an interesting night. Mm. There were lots of drug dealers there. <laughs> <Ooh>. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk you about. You had quite a childhood. <laughs> you know, I did. <laughs> On the couch with Jared. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about mountains of cocaine and child's play. <laughs> <laughs> just mountains. Oh my god. Oh, As usual, we're gonna Lord. we're gonna let's let's <laughs> let's take a walk through this movie like we usually do. Let's all right. Yes. We'll, we'll hold hands and we'll we'll take you down if you haven't seen it. It's a lot of fun. So if you haven't seen it, just a real quick synopsis. A single mother Karen gives her son Andy a popular doll who happens to be possessed by a serial killer. That's right, possessed by a serial killer. And angry, murderous fun ensues. That's pretty much what this movie is about. It's excellent. Yeah. I look forward to your two-sentence synopses every week. I know. I like to simplify it overtly. <laughs> They're really cute. I simplify it in two sentences, and it takes us two hours to meander through them. <laughs> it's all about the balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Well, I mean, you can't really have a fun conversation 
by summing something up into into sentences. That's true. It's adorable. The things that you write every week, I love them. But like, it doesn't make for great conversation. No. So we want to expand. Yeah. Right. That's true. Let's talk about Child's Play. Let's talk about Child's Play. This movie opens with a fucking chase scene, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. A lot of horror movies start out slow and sort of build up the pace and, yeah. uh, and the whatnot. Not this one just opens up and you're just running. Yeah. You know, a lot like fucking train spotting. <laughs> you know, there were parts of that opening scene that reminded me of um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Train spotting or? No. The. Child's, Child's play. play, okay. Yeah. Just Roger the, Rabbit. Just from, you know, the cop car, like, chasing after the guy in the streets. with Makes the, sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all the bulb lights and stuff like that. Like, I'm yeah. not saying it's like. I'm just saying, like, when I was watching that part of the movie, I was like, oh, that kind of, like, reminds me. Like, it looks, it had the look, mm. you know. Little it's interesting. Roger Rabbit. Okay. Eddie Valiant, you know. Uh, Maybe it's all the trench coats in this movie. Maybe. <laughs> Good, right? So it starts off with a uh, with a chase scene, like I said, with uh, Detective Mike Norris is our main detective who we're going to follow, and he's chasing the Lakeshore Strangler, Charles Lee Ray. Hmm. Right off the bat, Charles Lee Ray. So it has three names, Charles uh-huh. Lee Ray. It actually has some something behind it, hmm. though that name was not an accident. So the Charles was inspired by Charles Manson, mm-hmm. the Lee was Lee Harvey Oswald, and the Ray was James Earl Ray, all famous, prolific uh, murderers. I hate that. What? It's the idea of famous murderers. You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole idea kind of pisses me off. Like serial killer culture? It's like, I don't know. I just think there's something weird with being interested in like, it's one thing to enjoy horror as like a made up world. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can experience all the horrors of whatever yeah. through, you know, fantasy. But when it's in the real world, it's not as cool. You well, know what I mean? It's not it's not fun. Well, I so think it... <sighs> I feel like when people kind of like idolize it's one thing to have an interest. Like I find the psychology right. you know what I mean, of what makes a psychopath a psychopath right. or uh, whatever. That's interesting. But there are people who like idolize serial killers. Like they, they get like they're like there are like Ted Bundy enthusiasts, and that yeah. that kind of pisses me off a little bit. Like that was some serious harm that was done to to people. Like yeah, but those are the outliers, though. I think that there's there's this idea that there are a large percentage of people who sort of are have an interest. I guess I'm going to call it like true crime or. Mm-hmm serial killers or whatever it is i think the perception of that is there's some sort of idolization of it and i think there are some people who do fall into that category but like you said i think a majority of them comes from the interest in the psychology behind it the Mm -hmm. behavior not the person the behavior and seeing something not in a in a desirable way not seeing that behavior you know um and i wish i could do that right right but in kind of a how like trying to get into the mind of a place that you're not in Mm. and i think there's interest in it because it's so fucked up yeah you know i mean i mean we watch a lot of documentaries about that kind of stuff and it's not about well i mean though would you do you um consider like forensic files and stuff like that to be documentaries that's document you know what a lot of that stuff it takes a lot of it takes a different angle 
right? So forensic files takes that angle of solving a crime. But isn't that like what people are interested in when they watch those things, like no. that true crime stuff? Like, isn't it so much like, like you've got some psychopath out on the loose, like, you know, murdering people, whatever. But like, then there's the detectives and the story about how they catch the person and whatnot. So I feel like, isn't that, the part that people are really interested in, like the forensics and the detective work and... Yeah, some of it. You know? Some of it. I think there's... When we watch Forensic Files, that's a different show than when we're watching a documentary on, you know, whoever. Ted you know Bundy. what I mean? Ted Bundy. <laughs> right? Like, Forensic Files is a 22 minutes yeah. with sometimes hysterical reenactments, terrible, terrible talking head interviews, mm-hmm. and the angle of how solving the murder via forensic evidence, not delving into the life and mind of the criminal, right. but in how they kind of get to the answer. Right. You know what I mean? As opposed to these profiles of murderers or whatever, mm. what have you, where you do that deep dive into who the people are, yeah. what they did, and then the, how they caught them and all the different sort of shines a light on all these different aspects. It doesn't take that one angle. It takes it as a whole. You know what I mean? And I think I know I I like it. I watch them because I think it's interesting because I do have a strong interest in human behavior and psychology. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So seeing divergent behavior and Mm -hmm. things like that is interesting. You know, it's not a matter of idolization or, you know, um, glamorizing. Sure. You know what I mean? It's a matter well, I'm just of, saying that there are some people oh, yeah, for out sure. there who are like, ooh, Ted Bundy is like, oh, Yeah, that was the thing. You know, know what I mean? Charles I mean, Manson. Like, Charles Ma- who's your favorite serial killer? Like, the, just That's the a conversation. Idea, like, the yeah. question of that, who's your favorite serial killer? What? What? Are What? <laughs> well, I think, well, you can approach. How about none of them? Well, if you because- take, if you could have that conversation from a detached <laughs> perspective. Right, I, I think I have a really hard time having that. Conversation you might not be able to do it. perspective. You might not be able to do it, but some people can. Yeah, you know, if you humanize it too much, you can't with any sort of conscience. You know what I mean? You I can't, can't not. I can't but not humanize. Looking it. at it through a through a different perspective, maybe you could. You know, some people can. Well, what makes it your favorite then? Like, what what would qualify as a favorite? Like, is it like the soci like how big of a sociopath they were, Maybe how big of was, a con person they were, or could be anything, it could or be, how vicious they were, could be body or, count, could be length of time, mm-hmm. could be you know how they slipped through the cracks and mm-hmm. didn't get caught for how long. It could be any number of different things, yeah. like anything else. You know what I mean? There's an aspect of it that you may find more interesting than another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, we've been watching that documentary, The Ripper. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. About, I, I think about Jack the Ripper. No, it's not Jack the Ripper. He called himself Jack the Ripper. He was, but, but Jack the Ripper wasn't, this was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper was in the 1800s, Okay, I think. Didn't he also kill prostitutes? He did. That's he why did. they call him. That's yeah. why. And it's also over. Uh, I see. Across the pond, as they say. Hmm. You know. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, that's actually a pretty, it's a pretty nifty documentary. I keep falling asleep during it. But... <laughs> well, that's a documentary. I mean, it's yeah. easy to, we also watch it at like 1130, 12 o'clock. That's you're past pretty my much, bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> you're checked out. That's past my bedtime. In fact, what time is it right now? Let's see. It is 1145. It is past so, my bedtime. Yeah. Ooh. When we record, it's always past my bedtime though. Anyway, so back on topic. So back on top, the Lakeshore Strangler, Lee Charles Lee Ray, yeah, Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, James Earl Ray mm-hmm. are all calcium, the, lime, and rust. Sorry, calcium, lime, and rust <laughs> are all 
that's where that name comes from. It's not pulled out of thin air. So our chase ends up in a toy store mm-hmm. with a uh, mountain of fucking good guy dolls. <laughs> like floor to ceiling. Floor to ceiling. <laughs> my buddy knockoffs. Yeah. You know. Knockoffs? Yeah. Oh, right, right. My buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, I actually got them confused. <laughs> you think my buddy <laughs> was a knockoff of good guys? When you said that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought that the store was selling like Chucky knockoffs. <laughs> I forgot that my buddy is a whole different thing. It's a whole thing. So my buddy was actually partly the inspiration for the Chucky doll. Interesting. And also there was another doll called Corky back then, which was a similar sort of my buddy kind Kid of thing. sister? No, Corky. And, uh... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'll just see myself out. Excuse me. Um, what's interesting, though, the Corky doll did talk, and the voice of um, the person who did the voice of the Corky doll actually did the voice of Chucky, the actual doll Chucky, not the Charles Lee Ray voice, okay. which is interesting. Hmm. Also, real quick, the original title for this movie was actually Batteries Not Included, which is the exact title of another movie that came out in 1988, Spielberg's. Batteries Not Included, which is a little Fucking drone robot thing. Spielberg, things. man. I loved that movie when I was younger. That guy just comes all over. Ruins ent- everything. He ruins everything. Especially in the 80s. Oh, God. Oh, my God, yeah. I got to tell you something. The more we delve into this podcast, the less I like Steven Spielberg, <laughs> which kind of, you know, which is kind of fucked up because I love Steven Spielberg. Like, he makes some of my favorite movies, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. for my child, the 80s, 90s. I mean, Steven Spielberg was like... Oh, yeah, that was... At the very was... top, you know? A Steven Spielberg movie was, like, shiny fucking chrome. That's a big deal, yeah. You know? That's Hollywood. But the more we dive into this, especially after um, the last one we did, Poltergeist, yeah. <laughs> like, as if I could ever forget, you know, I'm, I'm learning a little bit more about Spielberg and kind of disliking him a little more and more. Hmm. So, yeah, my... so he put the kibosh on that, so you can thank Spielberg for... Batteries not included. That's too bad because there's that really cool part in the movie where the batteries they, where Karen she shakes finds the box. Yeah, she shakes the box and sees the right. batteries. Exactly. So with that title taken, they moved on to another title called Bloody Buddy. <laughs> Bloody Buddy. Bloody Buddy. But that was nixed because it was too close to my buddy. Oh my god. And then they moved on to their third choice, which was Child's Play. That's amazing. Yeah. Bloody buddy. Yeah. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy. Wherever I go, he goes. Did you have a my buddy? No. Neither did I. I did not. Nor did I have a kid sister. Mm, I didn't have that either. I kind of wanted one, though. I was an only child. So you wanted a kid sister. I would have been happy with either one. What's the difference, though? A kid sister doll, right? Like, what's the difference between a kid sister doll and any other doll? Because what's the difference between a my buddy doll and any other? Because doll? a my buddy doll was geared towards boys, which is not generally how dolls are marketed. You know, dolls are largely marketed marketed towards. But girls. don't you remember that um, Hulk Hogan the wrestling buddy thing, the wrestling buddy that was to wrestle and beat up? But Come isn't but isn't like my buddy supposed to be like the calmer version of that? You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, it's like a it's like a stuffed animal you take everywhere you go. You yeah. know what I mean? You got a club, a treehouse. <laughs> a treehouse. You know? As if. Yo, if you grew up with a treehouse, fuck you, by the way. Yeah. 
For real. If you grew up with a treehouse in your backyard, I automatically hate you. <laughs> well, I remember being a kid and building a lot of clubhouses as a kid. Clubhouses? Yeah. But like where? We I grew up in an apartment complex, I guess you call it, mm -hmm. sort of. Um, and there was like yard space behind it. Mm -hmm. And they were always doing construction. So... So you picked we the odd what, materials. Oh, yeah. We used to go in. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. We took all kinds of wood and, and screws and drywall. It was a, a bunch of fucking like the little rascals <laughs> just fucking taking construction materials out from like basements they were building and driveways and all this other shit. We would just go in there and so take dangerous. it. Oh, my God. Yeah. it's incredible. And we'd make these flimsy fucking structures. <laughs> They're like, I'm surprised no one died. Okay, what was the name of your clubhouse, though? We didn't have names. There was no names. Were there members? It wasn't members. There was like a thousand kids on the, on my block okay. growing up. So like, of anyone, all ages. Everyone, everyone was welcome. Everyone, uh, no, not everyone. Now, no. <laughs> Depending on the day, some people weren't welcome. Okay. Sometimes it was, sometimes I wasn't. Okay. Even though I helped steal and build that goddamn thing. <laughs> Sometimes I wasn't allowed in. I was the youngest. And I grew up in an, I guess, apartment complex where it was where there wasn't a whole lot of white people. So I was not, I, I, I was the minority. So mm -hmm. as such, I was sort of, if there, if there was someone who was the shit heel on during any particular day, it was usually me. So I was the youngest and the minority. <laughs> so it was usually me. So we had clubhouses, but we didn't have names for it. There wasn't mm -hmm. like a thing. We didn't have signs. We attempted to build the treehouse once. We got as far as nailing two boards to a tree and didn't get any further than that. What did you nail them with? Did you have a hammer or did you guys just like whack it with Somebody a Somebody stole of wood? a hammer from there. Oh, really? <laughs> and we, yeah. And we got two ladder rungs up on the tree and That's that was so it. Funny. And it stayed there for years. And it wasn't, it went up two rungs. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't particularly, I don't know, two feet, mm. maybe two and a half feet. So you weren't, there was nothing to look up at either. <laughs> so, it wasn't anything, but it sat there for years. I remember years when I've been seeing those goddamn pieces of wood were still nailed to that tree. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Anyway, way off topic. So there's an inordinate oh, yeah, number of good guy dolls. Yeah, a ton. And they have this giant good guy doll that's in there that's fucking scary as shit. <laughs> and if you ask me, that might be the scariest part of this movie. <laughs> this giant good, good guy thing. <laughs> anyway, um... The uh, detective uh, Mike is chasing down Charles Lee Ray, and he, Charles Lee Ray breaks into a toy store to get away. He's shot by Mike. Mm -hmm. Charles Lee Ray, by the way, totally looks like Tommy Wiseau yeah. from The Room. Holy yeah. fuck. Wow. The yeah. original Tommy Wiseau. I think he modeled his look after this fucking guy. <laughs> no one mentions that, but I think it's true. But yeah, he looks totally, totally looks like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. He really does. So he shoots Charles Lee Ray. Charles Lee Ray's dying, and like most Mert serial killers, he knows voodoo, mm. right? So he picks, <laughs> at one point he's knocking over displays of toys, and one of them he happens to knock out, knock down a giant fucking mountain of good guy dolls, mm -hmm. and he transfers his soul into a good guy doll. That's right. Because that's what you do. Yeah. Well, let me, well, I mean, wouldn't you want to upload your consciousness to something if you were dying? No. <laughs> You'd want to die? Yes. I... I disagree. I'd want to live forever. Just let loose this mortal coil. <laughs> no. I don't ever want to die. Oh, no. So when he does this, when he, not only does he have the voodoo power to transfer his 
soul into a good guy doll. He can also manipulate weather phenomena. <laughs> so the clouds come over mm-hmm. and this giant bolt of lightning strikes right into the fucking toy store. Mm-hmm. And that's it now. Fucking Tommy, w- fake Tommy Wiseau is dead. His soul has been transferred into a good guy doll and sets fire to the toy store. Mm-hmm. Right. And the cheesiest, most awful, chanty line, yeah. give me the power, I beg of you. Yes. You know, that's and that's a theme throughout all the movies. That's a that's a thing you hear. Yeah, that <clears throat> that that uh chant mm. it stays consistent throughout. Yeah. You and know. I always have this question, why bother? Like, do you really need like can't it just be a fucking murderous doll? Do you need a you think serial killer her? backstory voodoo nonsense? Like, isn't just a doll that murders people enough? No, it needs a backstory. I don't know if it does, though. Sure you know does, what I right? Mean? Like, okay, but does it have to be, like, based on, like, some voodoo nonsense? Like, I don't know. I mean, okay. <sighs> That's actually a really stupid and entitled thing to say. Um, because whoever wrote that movie wrote it for a reason and i understand that just from the perspective of a person who watched it several times i just i wonder if like the voodoo part like is it i like the idea of chucky being a murderous doll and how vicious he is but the whole voodoo thing kind of takes me out of it and it it seems cheesy to me Mm. you know what i mean it's not you know it's also the 80s so like it's not like the it's not like the effects are like all that great so it's easy for it to look cheesy in 2021 it doesn't have the same charm. looking at it through the same eyes yeah it doesn't have the same tra- like i i it's charm is kind of lost in that I sense lo- you know i like i like the chant yeah there's something to it because it's so consistent throughout the first few movies where i get it i mean i i i, I see the point of view where it could be cheesy and kind of like off-putting and like take you out of it i get that 100 percent. but i i don't mind it i think it's I think it adds an element of suspense to it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a reason to keep the kid alive. There's right. a reason to keep Andy alive, right? Right. So without it, it's just a murderous doll because all these other slasher movies in the 80s, the big ones all have a purpose. They have a motivation, mm-hmm. right? Freddy Krueger is revenge. He's killing all the, 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 the children of the parents who murdered him, right? Jason is killing counselors because they let him drown. Right. The first one's his mother, whatever, fine. But like they all have a purpose. His well, I'm sorry, Captain. His purpose is he's got to not die. And the only way he can do that is to put his soul in this doll. And the doll has to put his soul, his soul in the, into, in, into, into, the a, into the kid. Yeah. You know, who he first revealed himself to, as we find out from the voodoo guy later on in the movie. I still don't think it's necessary. I think, you know, there's that Twilight Zone episode um, called Talking Tina. Talking Tina, yeah. You that know, was we... partly the inspiration for this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm Talking Tina, and I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I like that episode. But there's no backstory to it. She sees the doll in the toy store. She buys it. It comes home, and it makes, you know, and it says what it says, just like Chucky. You ask yeah. Chucky what his name is, and he, he tells you. Yeah. You know, and uh, sorry, you asked the good guy doll, you know what I mean, what his name is, and he tells you his name and says he wants to be your friend. Yeah. Just like Talking Tina. <clears throat> you know, I'm Talking Tina. Um, So Talking Tina didn't have a backstory um, well, and you, you can, just accepted because... it. You know what I mean? You just accepted Talking Tina as being a talking doll, which well, in and of itself is ridiculous. But you, you don't have I mean? the time, though, in Twilight Zone. And, you know, you don't yeah. have, you have 22 minutes, so you don't, you can't go too deep in it. Also, what episode in the Twilight Zone 
gives you any explanation for the lunacy that happens right. in each episode. Of course. You know what I mean? It's just it's well, just that's the, way the whole it is. thing. Yeah, the thing about the Twilight Zone is that you know you enter the Twilight Zone, so right. it doesn't have to make sense. It's exactly, just, you're in this fucking you know you're in this crazy Twilight Zone. Right. Place. But you got to remember now we're 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 going towards the end of the '80s here, where slasher movies and horror movies were at this apex. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, no, I, I, I I'm not I'm not argue, like I'm not trying to say like. They shouldn't have done it. Just personally, I, I, it takes me out of the movie. Fair um, and I just don't, I just feel like it would have been cool enough with just, just a doll that happened, like a kid that like buys a doll mm-hmm. and like the doll likes to murder people. So it, it like doesn't murder the kid and it stays cool with the kid so that the kid just keeps it mm. so that it can keep murdering people. You know what I mean? Like it, okay. like it's nice to the kid. Like the kid has no idea. You know what I mean? It just happens to like come out of the box like a fucking murderous lunatic. You know what I <laughs> Have mean? Have you ever seen Puppet Master? No. That's not what you're talking about, but similar in the sense like there's no, it's puppets, several different kinds. One mm-hmm. of them has a drill on his head. It's fucking puppets. cool as hell. Chance aside, we finally, this is where we finally meet Andy. This dumbass <sighs> Andy. kid. This kid's a herb. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the casting for Andy, um, maybe it wasn't the casting, maybe it was more the direction, because half the time I feel like this kid didn't know what the hell was going on on the set or on the screen. He looked clueless the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) And that frumpy outfit they put on him, like, I get, he's like, he's like a good guy. He's a good fanatic. I get it, you know, I understand. Like, that's like all he wore. Like, the whole movie was that big pajama onesie Well, the movie only takes place over three days. Yeah. You know, so I got to tell you, even before the pandemic, I could wear clothes for three days. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm not going to not gonna hate on poor little Andy for wearing those clothes. I mean, maybe he's taking a little far with the overalls. I think it's a little And the much. good guy's shoes. It's a, the problem is like it's a whole one-piece outfit. I'm pretty is it sure. a one-piece? Yeah, it's like a pajama mm. thing. Mm. And it's like loose on him. It's ill-fitting. It's, it doesn't fit. Yeah. And he wears it the whole time. <laughs> bothers me so much <laughs> well no the time that um that chucky makes him leave school he's not wearing that i don't think he's wearing i think he's wearing something different he's got a big coat on yeah he's got like a jacket when they go to eddie caputo's house yeah we're getting ahead of ourselves here though we just met andy yeah okay we just met andy and his shoes that have a gun on them which is weird <laughs> on the bottom anyway andy's making breakfast for his mom and he creates a fucking mess mm-hmm. he's got shit everywhere <laughs> i love that and I, I remember distinctly thinking i could probably make that same mess i kind of <laughs> related to andy a little bit <laughs> how know. old were you when you oh right you I said about you were nine. about nine yeah yeah when it came out on video when mm-hmm. it first came out on video so he wakes his mom up on his birthday with breakfast in bed i would have watching this now was kind of hoping that the movie was different than when i remembered it and he would spill all that shit on his mom <laughs> so she can just kind of go jesus christ andy <laughs> As a parent, you see something like that at this point, and you're like, oh my, oh God, God, no, stop. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you just want to be like, that is going to be such a mess. I mean, she's a single out. mom. She has no patience. You know what I mean? She's I like, get it. That's really sweet, kiddo, but now I got to fucking get up and clean all that shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that's what, yeah, so we meet Andy's mom, Karen, which is a tough name to have these days. <sighs> yeah. But luckily, this is 88, and that was not a thing. So, we, we kind of discover that it's Andy's birthday, and he really wants a good guy doll. Yeah. His mom tricks him and gets him clothes 
in the box the shape yeah. of a fucking good guy doll. That's kind of fucked up. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. How are you going to do that? You know. Did that ever happen to you as a kid? Did you ever have a birthday where, or any holidays like Christmas too, where you saw the box and you thought for sure that's the thing you wanted and you opened it and it wasn't? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah. <laughs> This is turning into the sad Jared's childhood stories. Well, you know what? Podcast. Not for nothing. I hate to say it. I love you to death, but Andy's childhood is pretty fucking crummy too. It is pretty crummy. Although I didn't have the same problems Andy did. Yeah. Thankfully. Well, I mean, if you're a little boy with a crummy childhood watching another little boy with a crummy childhood, it's easy to relate. Watching it in the drug know? dealer's house. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to relate. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I As a kid, the movie did kind of, I think, I don't know, it, it was unsettling to me. Mm. Because I think Andy was kind of a herb. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of, I got it. I get it. Mm. You know? But we find that it's Andy's birthday. She got a bunch of clothes. Karen, his mom, can't afford the good guy doll. He's pretty disappointed on his birthday. Yeah. You know, rightfully so. I get it. Mm -hmm. We find out that Karen is a widow. Poor Andy's dad is dead. But Karen, who lives in a super nice fucking apartment in Chicago, yeah. is working at a the jewelry counter at like a Macy's or some kind of big department, department store. store yeah. You know, she's working at the store and she has this real shithead friend, Maggie, who oh, she God, works she's with. Awful. Right? Oh, she's a bad friend. <laughs> no, she's she's the kind of friend that gets you in trouble, that gets yes. you into all she's a seedy, just She's the bad friend. She's the bad friend. Yeah, she's yeah. She's got the bad ideas, but she's gonna try and rope you in with them. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many times that Maggie's gotten Karen to some kind of predicament. Many. You th right? Don't I, you if, get if, that? If, I mean, yeah. I would say if their friendship was real, yeah, I'd, I'd say that. Yeah. There's been a lot of times where Karen had to be the designated driver. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of, there's a lot of <laughs> over 30 singles clubs that Maggie dragged Karen to. A lot of... Um, Setup dates. A lot of setup you know dates. I mean? Yeah. A Maggie, lot of, uh, mm -hmm. Maggie meets a guy and, you know, wants to go out, bring her friend with her. And then the friend brings a friend. You know, that happened like mm -hmm. how many times? And oh, she's yeah. got to just kind of sit. Awkward. Yep. Awkward third wheel situations. Yeah. A lot of sloppy drunk kisses that poor Karen has to tear Maggie away <laughs> because she's too drunk to make her own good decisions. Nah, I don't think that, that she drags her away. You don't think she, she just lets her make poor decisions i think maggie i think maybe in the past she tried to and maggie pushed her away and told her to leave her alone because she's living her own life and she's not her mother mm. yeah maybe you're right i think you're right on that <laughs> this is a completely <laughs> no this whole we're writing we are right now we're coming up with child's play fan fiction this is canon now <laughs> all right you heard it here first folks <laughs> maggie's the asshole friend so anyway, so again, you know, a theme on this podcast is we kind of, without knowing, we're, we're, we find these little places where if someone just would have fucking kept their mouth shut, <laughs> if somebody just would have mind their own business, yeah. we wouldn't have any of these issues. Right. There'd be a lot of people still alive if Maggie hadn't have come across some homeless fucking peddler mm. in an alley, which seems like wandering homeless people like just hang out. They don't live there. We find out where they live later on. But this is where just they go during the day. Yeah. They take day trips to behind the the department store. Yeah. And some guy in a shopping cart who they call a peddler 
is she says there's a peddler outside yeah who, who fucking says that i mean if this had any basis in reality maggie would totally go up to karen and say there's this gross homeless guy selling a fucked up good guy's doll yeah like we might be able to get it for really cheap but, but no it, you know what though karen does have the option of being like you know what you don't make good decisions maggie I'm I'm gonna say no. True, but she's she's a widow, a single mom, and she's not making enough money to make ends meet because she can't afford the good guy doll at full price. Maybe she should downsize her apartment. I agree. Just saying. Maybe she shouldn't have spent all the life insurance money on a nice apartment. I agree. <laughs> or maybe her husband. I don't know. Like there's pictures of him in the in the in the apartment. He seems like he's got his shit straight. However. I don't see a lot of pictures of them as a family. Mm. So maybe he was kind of a shithead. I think you're looking into it way further I than I I think I need to look in it deeper. But hmm. I'll have... Maybe hmm. he was a vet. A vet? And she's like, you know, she's got the, you know, like the government money. Oh, oh, oh okay. The I was thinking like, a, like an animal doctor. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Well, we know that like the government veteran. doesn't really take care of the vets very well. That's true. So maybe that maybe that is the case. Maybe he was a vet. Maybe that's why she has to work at the jewelry counter. Okay, it all makes sense. In a seedy part of town in Chicago. It looks seedy. It seems like there are a lot of seedy parts of Chicago. The 80s made Chicago seem like a real <laughs> fucking hellhole, didn't it? <laughs> what the fuck is that about? Maybe it was. I, maybe it was. I've never been to Chicago. I don't know. But if I'm going to go by 80s movies, Chicago's... I don't want to go anywhere near it. <laughs> Maggie has Karen. Tells her to fucking... Just just go and take a break now yeah. and gets her in trouble with her boss. Yeah, the boss is like, hmm, come on, thanks for showing back up. Yeah. The <laughs> boss is a total dick, by the way. Of course the boss is a dick. Like a real dick, though. Like, well, who, who's, who says, like, no, you got to cover for this person, but it's my kid's birthday, and I'm, like, scheduled to leave at a certain time. I don't really care that it's come kid's back. birthday. Fuck you and come back. Yeah. Who Definitely who an asshole boss. That? For sure. Completely ridiculous. For sure. I really wanted to punch him. You're not the only one. I'm Maggie sure. wanted to. And you know how Maggie got away with talking to him however she wanted? She seems like the kind of person who can do that. You yeah. know how some people can get gets a pass, yeah. get a pass, they can say whatever they want and mm-hmm. it's like fine. But other people sneeze wrong. Yeah. And they get fucking screamed at. Yes. Maggie's, I do know that. Yeah, I do know that too. <laughs> Christina doesn't like it when I sneeze. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> I was talking about my, uh, my former life as a... Uh, Never mind. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So anyway, some people get away with it. Some people don't. Right. Karen is a don't. Correct. Karen doesn't get away with it. Maggie can do whatever she wants. Right. However, Karen negotiates quite a deal for herself with the peddler mm-hmm. with, the, with the dented box good guy doll and manages to get it for 30 bucks as opposed to 100 Yeah. You know, Karen gets him the good guy doll. He's super happy. And Aunt Maggie's going to babysit him. So uh, poor Karen can go back what to work. What an asshole she is. My God. Karen's kind of a real kind of... No, not Karen. No. I'm, I'm sorry. Maggie. I'm sorry, Maggie. Maggie, Maggie wasn't particularly Maggie very was nice to Andy. Bitch. Yes. I you know? agree. I she's agree. She's definitely not the kid. You know, she's not warm with kids. She doesn't seem like she would be. No, but you know, she had um, moments with that, though. I mean, the kid calls her Aunt Maggie. Yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> but... But we like, all know that best friend that's not really related to the kid who's the kid's aunt. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? We all know that. <laughs> My sloppy drunk aunt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Andy, I don't think Andy doesn't, Andy definitely doesn't take Maggie seriously, which is why she gets a little uppity with him yeah. right off the bat. But anyway, he does, you know, there, there's a connection there for sure. But we find out, this is where we first starting to see the elements of 
Chucky, as mm-hmm. it were. Wait, Tiger but but Grandpa. let's not forget about the fact that poor Andy has the worst birthday. Okay, I mean that, that's something to talk about for a second because like he didn't get you know, okay, so he gets the good guy doll, right? Like yeah. he gets it later on in the day. But like his mom has to go back to work. Yeah. Um, did they do cake? I think they did a cake. They did a cake. They did a cake. All right, with the three of them in the in the room. Yeah. Right. The, the, you know, there's no kids or anything like that. It's just the three of them. Yeah. And whatever. Okay, at least the kid got cake fine but then like maggie's being a bitch like go brush your teeth go to bed like it's <laughs> it's a kid for his kid's birthday you can't stay up and watch a movie like can, no. can he have something <laughs> he, got, <laughs> he got not only did he not he like he got a good guy doll but he got a murderous fucking crazy good guy doll <laughs> yeah this kid had the worst birthday it was a terrible birthday it was a real bad birthday that's I a mean, bad birthday i feel bad for annie yeah Andy had it rough. Andy had a pretty terrible birthday. The worst birthday. Yeah. That's a bad birthday. It gets even worse, though, because not only does he get in trouble uh, from Aunt Maggie for, because Chucky goes and turns on the TV mm-hmm. when he's not, shouldn't be. You yeah, know, by himself. But, but we don't know as the viewer, right? You know, like when you first see this movie, you know that it's about a killer doll. You know, no one's going in this movie completely blind. Right. You know what it's about. But it tries to lead you in the direction like, I think they're supposed to, you're supposed to question like, is Andy, did he really do it? Is it the doll or is it Andy? You know what I mean? Oh. Like, like is he making Are it they up? trying, to, right, is he making it up? Right, exactly. Well, He's see, saying that's it's Chucky. I didn't do, I didn't bring him in there. I if was it sleeping. wasn't for the Charles Lee Ray shit, you could have that argument. Mm. But since they had to add that whole nonsense yeah. with the serial killer, now it's, you can't have that. that yeah. That's out the window. It that's has a good to be point. the doll. You know what? That's a good point. You I'm, I'm, you're turning me now. You're turning Telling me. You. Okay. Now, once we get Chucky back into bed with Andy, Aunt Maggie, mm-hmm. reading a book on the couch, mm-hmm. trying to ride out the night, wishing she was somewhere else, probably with a drink in her hand, <laughs> knowing Maggie. <laughs> Which we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. Come on, everyone knows a Maggie. Yeah. So when she starts hearing noises and scurrying here and there. And normally, under normal circumstances, it'd probably be some leftover thing from whatever pills she was taking, because mm-hmm. she definitely looks like someone takes a lot of pills for recreational use. And scurrying, she's getting scared. She thinks it's Andy, but we find out it's not Andy, right? We mm-hmm. kind of, well, we kind of don't find out. But how do we find out? Because someone throws a fucking hammer at her eye, <laughs> and she falls out the window at the mm-hmm. kitchen window and kind of stumbles back, mm-hmm. which is a pretty great kill. Yeah. It's a pretty good kill. That's I the mean, first one in the movie. I'm not going to count the Charles Lee Ray as a kill Mm-mm. in this one. Yeah, the hammer in the eye and she falls out the window, the whatever, the eighth floor, sixth floor, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. She falls down to her death, which is pretty good. Yeah. Which is a good one. Yeah, that's excellent. The way that it, it looked really good, too. After Aunt Maggie dies, the police are there. Karen comes home to just know what's happening. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem all that concerned. She seems a little confused. No, she seems very concerned. I think so. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. Yeah, you're remembering that wrong. Yeah, I don't really have a great opinion of Karen either. <laughs> Maybe that's what's coloring my, Listen, my perception man, here. Some people are just doing the best they can. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not all... Look, Parenting doesn't come with a manual. Sometimes you just... You dealt a bad hand. You just I get do the it. best you can. Look, you I, know? I, I can relate to the, to the parenting part. I can relate to the Andy part. I, I get it. I, I feel for everybody. Maggie's the only one I really can't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care for her. You don't know what kind of past she had. Maybe she had it rough. 
Alcoholism, typically, I mean, it's a disease, that's for sure. Sometimes genetically passed down, but it's usually triggered by something. You know, you don't just, well, no, that's not true. Sometimes you do just become an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, Oh, speaking of which, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it just occurred to me mm. that, you know, here's the proof that we know that kind of Maggie is a little, makes poor decisions in her life. Mm -hmm. Now, we, I know that she was joking, but after they had... After Karen bought the doll from the peddler, you remember what Maggie said? No. So I think I dated him. Ew. Like, obviously she was joking. I At least I think. I don't think so. But so either way, whether she's joking because she's making jokes because she has really poor taste and in, in, in making really poor, poor decisions in her life, or she's like, maybe I really did date that guy who's selling shit from a burned down toy store in the back of an alley. Either way is a great example of maggie making poor decisions so you know what we weren't far off at all <laughs> without even kind of thinking about that that's that's the evidence i want to know what the hell she was doing back there in the beginning i don't think you do that's a different kind of movie <laughs> i think she was blowing peddlers back there for a couple of bucks in a row how much money could you possibly make at a department store in a not a great part of chicago on a tuesday i'm just saying hmm, that's a good point. you know maybe she did date that guy Maybe that's what I'm saying. For 10 well, minutes. Yeah. That's, they call them dates. <laughs> so the cops are there. <laughs> cops are there and they think Andy's the one to blame. Of course. They have their, you know, they have the little, the, the shoe prints on the flower, mm -hmm. which match the shoe prints. Um, Sorry. Which Chucky and Andy are wearing the same shoes. Yeah. Because that kid's got to be wearing that freaking outfit. You know, I, my, my first thought is why don't you just match up the shoe? Like, obviously, the kid's shoe size is not the same as a doll size. Yeah. Because that would be a big fucking foot on the doll. Yeah. You just put the shoe up there. It wouldn't work. But they looks at the, the, the detective, Mike Norris, looks at the bottom of Andy's shoe. Or was it Chucky's shoe? Someone's shoe. They're the same shoe. And there was, he said, oh, let's see what's on the bottom of your shoe there. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a hammer. Is that a gun? And there's a, a gun? <laughs> like, oh, like, we know that there's just, there, there's different kinds of good guy um, outfits. Yeah. We see that from the cartoon and mm -hmm. we saw that from the different good guy stuff. So there's like a carpenter version, which is kind of the version that Chucky is and kind of that's like the main thing. Mm -hmm. The hammer, the toolbox, screwdriver. That makes sense. She gave him um, the little tool set. He's got like a tool set thing. That's part, yeah. But she a, was like, I, sorry, I couldn't afford the doll, but here's, here's the, the thing. Tool yeah. Set. That's like getting, that's like, you know, that's like getting a G.I. Joe uh, uh, vehicle without any G.I. Joes. What are you going to do with this? Who's going to drive it? Ghosts? You got to come up with someone. I don't know, Make man. a paper, a papier-mâché. <laughs> <laughs> a paper-mâché G.I. Joe? No, no. a papier-mâché. A papier-mâché. <laughs> so pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I know you guys don't get our inside jokes, but we uh, do, so. Seinfeld things. <laughs> So, I don't know. I think it's poor detective work. Mm. Yeah, I think you can do that. But what's weird is they don't even pretty—they don't even bring Andy in for questioning. Wait, and and not for nothing, Karen kicks the cops out of her house during a fucking murder investigation. She's like, well, "All right, out." They're like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> oh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I, I was taken aback by that. But um, like, who the fuck else are they going to blame? It's got to be Andy. Yeah, I get it, but I mean. At least, okay, on the face of it, it's like, oh, there was only two people in the apartment, Andy and 
dead Aunt Maggie. Right. She didn't hit herself with the fucking hammer. She didn't hit herself with the hammer. Well, maybe. Well, 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 there are lots of ways to kill yourself, but smacking yourself in the face with a hammer, I don't think you're capable of doing it to the point where you can kill yourself. I don't know. I think you might be able to. Now, (laughs) we should get a toxicology report on Maggie because I'm willing to bet there's some party drugs in Maggie's system. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think. (laughs) We're really slamming poor Aunt Maggie, right? That's not the first time Aunt Maggie's been slammed. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> Karen kicks out the cops. I didn't know you could do that, but you could do that in an active murder investigation. You could tell them to leave your apartment. And they're yeah, like, oh, okay. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what would have happened, I guess, in real life is Andy would have been brought into foster care. Yeah. And uh, Karen would have just been left Andy-less. Yeah. You fighting know. in the court system for years. She was, she was working. I mean, it's not like she was negligent. No. You know what I mean? She Absolutely. She with another, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> seemingly responsible adult. Well, that's, yeah. Was it work? It's not like she did anything wrong. She came home and saw all this shit. Absolutely. I, I'm not, I'm not anti-Karen yet in the movie. Hmm. All right. Now, we get one of the best parts of the movie comes up here, though, because after her best friend, who's dead now from however she died, right? Karen gets over it pretty quick. She's only mildly upset, after, you know, a little bit after the police leave. Well, she's got more to worry about. I don't know if she does. Her son is a possible serial killer. I think she's got well, a lot not to serial, worry Well, not about. yet. Serial killer, not yet. I'm just a killer. All right, right murderer, whatever. But, but she doesn't believe, I don't even, she doesn't even believe it, though. Like, that's not, she doesn't entertain that thought. Not then, you know, because she does ask what happened. Mm-hmm. And this is where he tells his mom, you know, he keeps saying, Chucky did it. Chucky says... He tells the cops that Chucky did it, mm-hmm. tells his mom Chucky did it. Of course, obviously, they don't believe, mm-hmm. you know. She's like, he can't do it. He's he can't a doll, do it right. right. He's a doll. And this is where he says, <laughs> he blamed, he says, Chucky's alive. And then he tells his mom, Chucky said, Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and she got what she deserved. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that was really awesome. That was fucking, that's some fucking gangster shit. <laughs> that's some fucking gangster shit. She was a bitch and she got what she deserved. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Imagine that coming out of the mouth of your kid, though. That's terrifying. Yeah. Right? That's that's, that's scary we're shit. We're going down to the hospital. Let's go. Yes. You know what I mean? That's yes. that kind of shit. Like, I would call the detective and be like, you know what? My kid needs help. Yeah. But you know what? At the same time, like, he doesn't... Andy cracks pretty quick. Hmm. You know, she... Well, he's an innocent kid, and for whatever reason, he thinks the good guy doll is, like, actually being, like, a like a good guy doll. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't get it, like, how he doesn't... You saw the kid's birthday. He doesn't have a lot. He's got no <laughs> friends. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have a whole lot of family. His mother's trying his best. She's not there. She's doing what she can, but she can't mm. not work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's He doesn't have much, so he's looking to the good guy doll as a, you know, he needs it. And yeah, I get it, but when it, you know, Chucky never overtly does anything in front of Andy. Like he, you know, there's that part. That's okay, true. so he kills Aunt Maggie, right? But Andy's not there to see it, right? Um, you know, and then there's the next part we're about to talk about. Anyway, I might as well just get to it, where he's in school and Chucky makes him leave school, sneaks out, and they take a bus, a train, a train. They right. take the L train in fucking Chicago, right? And to this awful awful part of town what the fuck is that and uh <laughs> but he doesn't know why like he doesn't tell andy why he does he because andy knows that he tells it's all whispering and you know what i mean like you don't hear chucky actually 
speak to Andy, mm-hmm. but Andy's kind of putting his ear to Chucky's right. face. But once they get to the house, he says, oh, is that your friend Eddie's house? So he tells him where they're going. Oh, yeah, no, but he doesn't let Andy in the house with him. He, he, he Andy doesn't hear the conversation that they have. Andy's just kind of left outside. Well, he went going to go, like, right. Chucky, Chucky. <laughs> like, he's just outside yelling for Chucky. Well, if you remember, Andy went to go pee at the garbage pile. Right. That and was then Chucky, but and then Chucky ditches him though. Chucky does ditch him, and he go. They go to go do it, right? To go do what he's he, he's got to do with that other guy, Eddie. with Eddie Caputo, right? right who's his partner, whatever. But like Andy's never privy to these like dirty details. Like no. he hears about Eddie as a friend of Chucky's, yes. but he doesn't know why Chucky's going to see him. Chucky yeah. ditches him out there, and he's just kind of standing around this really awful part of town. Oh yeah, you know. And then Chucky comes back, and he's like, "Oh, you know, sorry about that." Well, has he not? I mean, so Chucky goes into the house and we see it's an abandoned house. This dude's like sleeping on the sofa. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking piece of shit abandoned house. There's rats everywhere. Chucky goes, blows the pilot I- pilot light out yeah. in the oven and terrorizes this guy, Eddie, mm-hmm. wakes him up and kind of freaks out. He sees the Chucky doll <laughs> and he shoots right at the oven mm-hmm. and he blows the house up. Mm-hmm. How that doesn't blow up Chucky or even singe him, I don't know, but it doesn't. <laughs> we know he's susceptible to fire by the end of the movie. We know oh, that. Oh, yeah. So once the house blows up, again, they bring in the cops and Andy's there. Mm-hmm. So obviously putting the two and two together, Andy did it and they put Andy in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where Karen doesn't seem overtly concerned. I don't know about that. I'm not saying she's nonchalant. But I am saying that given the situations that mm-hmm. our kid has been in in the past 24 hours, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think the kid should have went to school the next day. <laughs> I mean, I know he said he was okay. I mean, she did ask him. It wasn't like she told him to shut up and go to school, granted. I don't know. Maybe I think she it's, had to work. Maybe it's that shit had boss again. Hmm. Yeah. That's true. Either way, I think Karen could probably be a little bit more concerned. Regardless... They take Andy. You are so critical of this woman's parenting. My God. I am. Wow. I think Karen is trying her best. I don't think that Karen's not trying her best. I think that she's left in a pretty shitty situation. I agree. I, I'm i not so sure that... I'm just saying, like, if I were in, his, in her situation, I'm not so sure I could do any better. No, I think if I was in her situation, I would probably you can't control your situation right you can control your reactions to it right yes so i think i don't blame her for being in that situation and i think she i don't think she's a bad mom i think that there's some poor decisions and i think that she is overwhelmed and i think by the end of the movie where she plays a bigger role and she's more active in mm-hmm. helping her child i think she's there's no problem. Well, I think in the she's middle fine. of it, it seems like she's kind of torn. Like she's starting to believe him, but she doesn't believe that she's believing him. Like she can't believe that she's actually believing Andy when he says that it's the doll. Yeah. Because there are times when like the doll, like it can't be anything but the doll. She's like, no, it has to be. You know what I mean? But I think there's a conflict where she's like, there's no way it can be. But like, there's no way it can't be. And then, you know, there's a point in the movie where she just resigns herself like, no, it's the fucking doll. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then she she has to convince, you know, the detectives, which she's able to do because the detectives see Chucky, like, 
you know, the, Chucky actively tries to kill one of them in the car. That's one of the parts I thought was really scary. He's poking holes through the through the car with a knife through the seat. Yes, when with the detective, yeah. You know, he has him yeah. in the in the car. Yeah. You know, he's like stabbing through the chair. Yeah. With a knife. That's one of the parts that I thought was really scary. That's pretty intense. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, you know, thrashing the knife through the the seat, and the guy's trying to drive the car and not get stabbed in the asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? So that part, and it was going in and out of the seat so fast. I thought that part was really scary. That is, yeah. There were some yeah. intense parts of this movie. A lot of these kills are pretty intense. Yeah. And he gets placed in a psychiatric ward, I guess a pediatric psychiatric ward. Before they do that, though, they have Andy in a, like, this observation room, the cop and the doctor and detective and all that, and he just flips out on Chucky. He rats him out quick. Yeah. You know, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I got I can say anything bad about Andy here. You know, he flips out. Mm-hmm. And that the, to me, that's a little that's a sad part of the movie for me. Honestly. Like like watching Andy sort of now you know as the viewer, you know it's not Andy. You know that at this mm-hmm. point at least. You see kind of what's happening and Andy's like, No, I didn't do it and he's yelling at Chucky and like hitting him and kind of really kind of melting yes. down over it. And he has no control and he's a little kid and it's like, Oh, that's sad mm-hmm. that makes me look, I, yeah. I was like oh that kind of was like oh You're a defenseless little kid. yeah i felt i yeah. felt uh I, I i felt bad i had i had feels for that i think the kids say yeah you know what i mean so once he's in this real real shithole mm-hmm. of, a, of a of a hospital he's looking out the window well before that for some reason or another karen takes chucky home yeah. and she starts talking to yeah trying to like yeah trying to kind of and he talks back to her and he does talk back to yeah. her yeah and she and you know this is where we find out that He's talking in the the, the toy voice, mm-hmm. I guess. She kind of shakes him, notices that the batteries are not mm-hmm. in the doll. And obviously Chucky attacks uh attacks Karen, he bites her and which is crazy by the way. When that when Chucky moves for nineteen eighty eight, it looks fucking yeah, great. It looks really good. It looks really good yeah, for practical effects. It looks really good. There's actually um the first time that Andy turns him on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um the way his eyes move and the facial expressions, it's it's a it's actually really, really well done and creepy. Like the way that the, the doll looks yes yeah. it's it's incredible. great it's really great in the begin- if particularly in the beginning of the story when he pulls him out of the box originally yeah like when he turns him on at first and it's he's creepy like, as fuck you know, hey chuck you know what's your name and he's like hi you know, you be your buddy. yeah yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. i was i was like whoa well, really creepy looking can i tell you something about the eyes mm. those eyes in the Chucky doll, yeah, were taken out and they were used for the Crypt Keeper in Tales from the Crypt. Oh, wow. Those are the same no eyes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, how cool is that shit? Yeah, neat. But yeah, for for nineteen eighty eight, that's uh, it looks great, really great. It looks and it holds up now. Yeah, it does. You know, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie prior to us watching it again mm-hmm. the other day, and it really the movie in, just as a whole it holds up. It does for sure. It doesn't. It aged well. Yeah, but Chucky so. itself looked great. Yeah, looked really good. You want to know what looks really good? The elevator in Karen's building. That is cool as shit. It's like a birdcage. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's very, very cool. I remember when we were watching that movie, that was my favorite part of the whole movie was every time that elevator was on screen. Yeah. That was the best part. I was like, oh, that elevator is so pretty. That elevator is very, very cool. I really like it. Yeah. Like if, if, if I were shown that place like you know if i was like looking for an apartment that'd be a that'd be the selling point. it really would be a selling point 
just being able to take that elevator every day. It's a pretty great, yeah, it's I agree. Beautiful. It's very cool. It's like a bird cage. Like yeah. it's so nice. For so, sure. Good job on uh, location scouting. That's for sure. For sure. But we're in the apartment. Chucky has attacked Karen, mm-hmm. bitter, and this, that, and the other, and scurries out of the apartment and gets into that ele- the, the bird cage elevator, mm-hmm. you know, and runs away. Right. Karen goes over to Detective Mike. And uh, well, she runs after him. She runs after him, and loses him. Right, runs into deck of Mike at the police station, which is like abandoned. Like, was it like it closes at night or some <laughs> shit like that? <laughs> Obviously, detective doesn't uh, believe her. Right. Where are you going? I'm going to go find the peddler. He knows. Apparently, she knows where he lives. She knows his box. No, she she's going back to the place where she <laughs> yes. hoping to find him. So, she, and she does yeah. find him. You know, he kind of tries to dissuade her. It's a bad part of town, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And he ends up going anyway. with her. He winds up, no, he, she goes by herself and he saves her. Mm. Um, so she wants to know where he got it, where he got the doll, this, that, and the other. And then remember, he tries to assault, he tries to sexually assault her. Right. She tries to pay, oh, you got more than that. And it gets all weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. Then that's when Detective Mike comes in and saves her mm-hmm. and goes from there. And, you know, oh, it's the old. Burn down toy, you know, the 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 toy store. Now that's where I killed Charles Lee Ray. Right. And they're now they're starting to kind of put things together again. After Mike drops off Karen, Chucky's in Mike's car. Yeah. Detective Mike's car. And that's when we were talking about. That's where we see the knife, knife coming through, through the mm-hmm. asshole and ball bag of poor Detective Mike. And he's able <laughs> to crazy. avoid all of it. But he winds up shooting Chucky in the shoulder. Yeah. Nah, it looked like he shoots him like straight through the stomach. And it, that always pissed me off, actually. <laughs> it doesn't look like the shoulder. It looks like it goes right through his chest. And I'm like, shouldn't that do it? Every time I'm like, he's, he, he hit him. He got, yeah. But it, and that's the thing. Chucky thinks he's invincible. Now that he's in doll form, he thought he was invincible. Mm-hmm. The shot proved that he wasn't invincible. And then he goes and visits his voodoo instructor, John Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> And John, then that's when, as the viewer, you can see, this is when they start filling in the holes. You know, this is the part of the movie where they're like, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. So we find out that John Bishop taught Chucky, Charles Lee Ray, Mm -hmm. this chant on how to transfer your soul into another being. And that he got hurt because his soul's been in there too long, which at this point has been about, I don't know, 36 hours, Mm -hmm. give or take, two days maybe. It's been too long and he's going to be stuck in that body if he doesn't get out. Now, the only way he can get out is if he performs the same ritual to the first person who he showed himself to. Which would be the detective. Which would be Andy. Oh, right. Which would be Andy. I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I was thinking like the night that he goes into the into the doll when the right. detective is there. Sorry. I'm right. So that would be Andy, which right. is why he's focusing on Andy and doesn't right. go right. anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. This leads me to several questions. One, so in order for this uh, realization, this is not the first time someone has transferred their soul into an inanimate object. <laughs> this has happened before. This is how they know. Right. Second, can't be the, the first person that someone has transferred their soul into a doll. Mm-hmm. Now, it could have been, could they transfer their soul into a toaster? <laughs> could they do it in a lamp? Well, there's a the paper brave bag. toaster. The brave, right, but that's not... A, that's not the Lakeshore you don't know Strangler. The, you don't know the backstory. I don't. And it's been a while. But maybe we should watch <laughs> it and we'll come up with one. <laughs> oh, forget it. The things I could come up with for the Brave Little Toaster. There's also a lamp that goes with them. Okay. But I'm saying, like, wh- why? 
Does it have to be a anthropomorphic item? Does it have to, or can it just be anything? Could it be a blanket? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that there's some things there. So Chucky's mad at John Bishop for not telling him, why didn't you tell me this before? <laughs> well, we didn't know you were going to put your soul in a fucking doll, dumb fuck. <laughs> Regardless, so now that Chucky knows this, he's like, I have all the information I need. Probably doesn't have all the information he needs, <laughs> considering he was missing this big part of it anyway. Yeah. But he kills John Bishop, the voodoo instructor. Mm-hmm. Yep. With a with a voodoo doll. Yeah. Right. Who keeps a voodoo doll themselves? That seems like a really bad bad decision. Yeah, that's right? a pretty bad decision. Unless you plan on doing like good things to it. What? Like what? I don't know. Like, like throw it in a pile of money, you know, mm. or like. Like massage its head. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like I'd rub its back all the time because it would feel like someone was rubbing my back all the time. That's my favorite. I'd play with its hair. Okay, that's my favorite thing. It'd just be like, oh, that's great. So if you had a voodoo doll, you'd play with your hair. Yeah, mm. definitely. If there was a voodoo doll of myself and I had it and I could actually control it, I would absolutely spend the majority of my day just playing with the hair. Hmm. All right. Because that would mean that like it would feel like someone was playing with my hair. Oh, I know. I get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I had a voodoo doll of myself, I think I'd rub my feet. (laughs) Okay. I, I, when I'm in the office, I'm, I'm on my feet the whole time. Yeah. Clocking those 13, 14 miles every day. It hurts. Can imagine. Yeah. So I think I'd rub my feet. Hmm. I had a voodoo doll. How lame is that? I don't know if it's any more lame than wanting to play with a tear. <laughs> <laughs> Our voodoo dolls suck. Yeah. Yeah. Our voodoo dolls are pretty lame. <laughs> pretty lame. After Chucky kills John Bishop with his voodoo doll, now he's coming after Chuck. Now that he knows what he has to do, he goes over to take care of Andy. Mm-hmm. To the hospital. To the hospital. Which is one of the scariest kills in the yes. movie so um there's a so he he's just he tries to get to andy um and the means for which are aren't that important he gets into the hospital which when you see chuck when andy sees chucky andy's looking out the window and sees chucky running across the grass to get to the hospital that's where andy's like oh no and he kind of is trying to get the doctor's attention and right whatnot that move that chucky run is pretty fucking scary yeah it's you know yeah it it doesn't look shitty. It's off-putting. It looks the really good. The little scampering yeah. through the fucking grass. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of those scenes, by the way, of Chucky running were actually Andy's younger sister. <laughs> yeah. That's really life. funny. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old was she at the time? Do you know? I don't know. Younger oh, than wow. Andy, though. Oh, of course. But I'll have to look that up yeah. and find out. There's a few scenes it's there where Chucky was actually uh, Andy's sister. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. So that that little scene where he's running across was like, it it was off, it was unsettling because it looked really good. It was all, you know, snowy and this brightly colored little doll is running across the Mm -hmm. snow. It's pretty, pretty fucked up. Yeah. So, but that's when we get the kill. You know, he gets into, gets in the hospital and the kill, so he kills the doctor. Mm -hmm. He gets past everybody else, but this doctor happens to be in the way. Mm -hmm. Now, for someone who is known as the Lakeshore Strangler, he doesn't strangle anybody. <laughs> you know, granted, he has little doll hands. That's not true. He um, he tries to strangle the detective 
in the car. Oh, right. He does. Mm -hmm. That's right. He does. I take that back. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work, though. He doesn't really. No, he doesn't. That whole scene, I thought that I thought that the detectives were dead for sure. Mm -hmm. Or or all of them. But I I was I thought that Chucky was gonna get the detectives absolutely, but I I was surprised that they made it. Yeah, they both made it survived. at the end. Yeah. Well when he well what what does Chucky do to the doctor? He puts the ECT um uh helmet on him and just hits the voltage. And cranks it. And it like and keeps it going to the point where the doctor's face starts to burn. Yeah. And blood comes out of his eyes. And that shit is scary and as fucked hell. Up. That's fucked up. Like the hel- like he puts the helmet on him. And if you don't know what an ECT is, it's it's um uh an an electric um uh electro uh, Hey Google, what does ECT stand for? Electroconvulsive therapy. Thank According you. to American okay. Psychiatric Association that's a, thank you. <laughs> All right, so that, so they basically strap a a helmet on you or um, like a head brace that's got two uh, cathodes sort of that stick to the temples of your head, and then they zap you with a huge jolt of electricity. And that practice has changed over the years. They used to do it while you were awake, and like turn the voltage all the way up. And it's uh, so archaic. Yeah, these days they they still do that, but they put you to sleep and they give you small pulses that you don't really feel, but they do put you to sleep. So you do feel them, but like they're they're soft pulses over long periods of time rather than big so pulses drastic. over short periods of time. Yeah. So, but anyway, but what Chucky does is he puts this fucking thing around this guy's head and cranks the juice all the way up so to the guy's 11. like but like but like to the point where his face starts to turn brown yeah and like he starts to like sizzle like, like his head burns it's crazy cr- that yeah. part fucked me up i <laughs> i was scared i i i saw that and i was like oh my oh my god oh my god his face is changing and and uh and then blood comes out of his eyes and he's just laying there and his eyes look like jello this doctor's dead Andy escapes, somehow finds his way home, by the way. Andy knows Chicago like the back of his fucking hand, apparently. He can get anywhere at any time. Well, he's a latchkey kid. <laughs> yeah, latchkey doesn't live in the fucking train. What we find is Andy makes his way back home. Mm-hmm. Chucky's there. Everyone kind of figures out this is where it's going to go. Cops think Andy did it. No. The cops are convinced at this point, I think, that because remember the detective saw Chucky try to kill well, him? Well, the so one the detective... Th- Ever the cops in general think oh, that? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everyone's kind of—it's all going to come to a head here at the uh, at the super nice penthouse apartment of Karen and Andy. Chucky knocks out poor Andy with a baseball bat hmm. and starts to do that cheesy voodoo chant. Chucky is incredible with a baseball bat. Yeah, he knows what's up. For those of you who don't know, the baseball bat is my favorite weapon of choice. So whenever I see really good baseball bat scene, I appreciate it. You're a fan of the baseball scene. I love baseball bats. Yeah. So <laughs> after he knocks out um, Andy with his baseball bat, he tries to do the voodoo thing. Mike and Karen come in, interrupt his thing there. Mm-hmm. And we have, now we get the big fight. Yep. Chucky stabs Mike in the leg and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes. And essentially, Chucky is attacking Karen. And now we get a pretty bad line. 
here when it comes to just cheesy lines in general. Chucky is attacking Karen near the fireplace. Yeah. Karen is trying to get him in the fireplace. Mm -hmm. Andy's standing there watching all this unfold. Pretty helpless. But he kind of, him and Karen are able to coordinate for Andy to light the match. Yeah. And throw it in the fireplace. Karen's already hit the gas. And that's another scary part yeah. because Chucky's in, you know, she's holding the gate. Yes. That like gate that, that everyone has for fireplace. It's like that iron. Keep all the embers. and Yeah. yeah it's out, a little yeah. thing you put in front of the fireplace. And she's pushing that close. And Chucky is frantically. He's flipping out. Trying to get through there. Yeah. And that like. <sighs> that like, yelling. and like, yeah, freaking out. Like pushing on the thing. That's really scary. It too. is scary, yeah. That part really freaked me out. He's really flipping out. And when he sees Andy, he tries to convince, I think I convince, he tries to appeal to Andy's uh, lame self because mm -hmm. he knows that Andy doesn't really have any friends and Chucky's his only friend. When he says, Oh, you know, we're, we're friends, you know, Andy. And <laughs> Andy pulls out a fucking god awful line. He says, This is the end, friend, and throws a lit match into the fireplace <laughs> and we get a burning chucky who's yelling and screaming in agony <laughs> right <laughs> it's so bad that this is the end friend is so bad oh yeah it's so bad you kind of think that that's it for chucky because karen and andy are go to help mike but no, it is not the end. It's a false ending because then we get this really fucked up, gnarly version, burned up oh, version of Chucky. The greatest. I, I think that that's one of my favorite. What do you call it? Like, yeah, the, the doll head that they made for Chucky when he comes out of the fire is incredible. It's probably one yeah. of the best, like, fake faces, like, you know, like ever. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's a it's a real work of art. Um, it's a it's a sure. great prop. Yeah. You know, you think of like movie props to have. Yeah. I think that's a really cool one. The burned Chucky. Yeah. The regular Chucky is cool, but you can, you know, whatever. But the burned Chucky, mm -hmm. super fucking cool. Yeah, that's a really cool I one. I agree. Yeah, for sure. And it's scarier. It's really scary. It's really, it has, a, it. the evolution of Chucky from like a weird creepy doll to like a more unsettling creepy because mm -hmm. it's different when Chucky's being just the doll toy yeah then when he's being like the charles lee ray one yeah. it's like unsettling mm -hmm. but the burned version is real fucked up yeah it's real that's like this evolution yeah even through the one movie i mean christ knows over the seven movies that that are out there it's gone through quite an evolution yeah but even just in this part one there's a there's a gradual change yeah over time so <laughs> when burn chucky is chasing Karen and Andy around their apartment right through the bathroom three or four times, <laughs> which always kind of made me laugh. Then they manage to close the door on him and you get that shining moment where the knife keeps coming through the wind, through the door. Oh, yeah. You know? I like how his weapon is always the same. It's always a knife. Yeah, it's always that same knife. You know? That kind of, yeah. yeah. So Karen winds up getting a hold of Mike's gun and shooting Chucky everywhere except where he needs to get fucking shot. The head flies off. The arm flies off. The leg flies off. Stormtrooper Karen. Stormtrooper <laughs> Storm Karen. Yeah. Everywhere. But to her, to, uh, to her credit, she doesn't know that you have to yeah, shoot Chucky in the heart. She yeah. doesn't know that. She wasn't there. Right. So... Shooting him in the head and the arm and the leg, yeah, that should do it for right. a fucking doll. Right. I get it. 
but no. At which point the detective's um, partner comes in. Yeah. Yeah, his partner. His partner, Jack, shows up and sees the remnants of the burned Chucky. He, they tell him, don't touch it. Right. Sure as shit, he fucking touches of it. Of course. Of course he does. He picks up the head, puts it down, and then we get another fucked up part where the body comes back to life yep. with one arm and one leg, yep. and it's still freaking out with the head, the head freaking out, freaking out, yep. instructing the body yep. to fuck shit up. Yep. Yeah, it's fucking that insanity. Fucked yeah, that shit's fucked up. So fucking cool. Yeah, I really like that part. It's really yeah, like it's that really frantic cool. pace because you think it's over, right? It, and then it's not finishes, and it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not. It's really good. Yeah, Karen uh, then again manages to. I'm sorry, no, not Karen. Mike actually this time manages to shoot it in the heart. Yeah, and you get that big blood splatter. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it for fucking Chucky. Yeah. Um, they all leave the apartment. Andy turns back and Chucky and hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? That's the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. That's it. It got that weird freeze frame at the end, like they always did in those in those slasher movies in the eighties. Just kind yeah. of focused in on uh, poor little Andy's face. Yeah, they do the same thing in Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think toward the end. Yes, um, with, with the, the brother. Yeah, with the kid, with the guy's brother. Yeah, the lost episode of Watching Horror. So that's Toy Story. <laughs> oh Jesus! You mean Child's Play? Yeah. <laughs> Child's play. There is a correlation. Yeah. Enough <laughs> where I just said it. I'd like to blame the first dose of the COVID vaccine, but I can't. That's that's all me. <laughs> it's okay. That's all me. But yeah, that was fun. Watching it again was fun. Yeah. Talking about it. You know, it's a it's a good series. It is good. I can't wait to keep going with it. Yeah, I'd like to see the, the, the second, second, third, third and kind of yeah, go through revisit it. and watch it turn into a comedy yeah. over time. Yeah. But that was the first one. And it's a scary one. Mm-hmm. And that's it for us, I think. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So good night. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Hi, I'm Andy. What's your name? Hi, I'm Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end.